0: I will be voting yes on this proposal for different reasons. The number
1: one reason is these tents need to come down. They've been up
0: long enough. We should never have the situation in the city of Boston again. and uh, time once again for the official podcast of the Boston Police Patrolman's Association. We call it Answering the Call. My name is Jamie Keneally, alongside, as always, the president of the BPPA, Mr. Larry Calderon. Larry, as always, great to see you.
1: Hey, Jamie, welcome back. Thanks for having me again.
0: Uh, well, buddy, since our last podcast, uh, and our last podcast, which I thought was one of the better ones, Mike Dukakis, you know, was nice enough to come on. Mike Dukakis, famous for saying... Defunding the police is nuts Which we all can agree to But a lot has happened Larry And speaking of people who think defunding the police Might be a good idea um, Big story heading to the polls For the final election on November 7th If you were hoping to cast a vote For either Kendra Lara Or Ricardo Arroyo Larry um, I think you're going to be out of luck Thoughts there
1: yeah, uh, some great news to share with the members. Of course, I know they already know because celebrations have been going on since the primary. Uh, but both of them are out of office. They're both out of a job. Um, couldn't couldn't ask for a better gift leading into the holidays. They're they're just counselors. They do not represent the people in the city of Boston as a whole. They do not support their first responders. And um, Yeah, they have some questionable backgrounds. I'm not going to condemn either one of them here, but clearly we know their history. So we're glad to see them
0: move on. Both made major mistakes. My quick question, though, and I think we get the answer. I think you said, Larry, the the voters spoke, but did their anti-police, defund the police, disrespect the police stances finally catch up to them?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think everyone is now looking at common sense. If you defund the police department, you put less cops on the street, you're going to have increased crime in an unsafe place to live. and We can continue to sail it. But look no further than what's going on in San Francisco, New York City, Portland. Uh, they're begging police officers yeah. to come back to work. They cannot retain their police officers, and their defund the police movement uh, is pretty much dead. So hopefully people have learned a lesson and clearly the voters have. So moving on, I hope their two replacements are are more more police friendly and continue to assist our department in hiring as many bodies as quickly as we can.
0: Well, speaking of police friendly candidates, we have endorsed seven candidates heading into uh, again Tuesday's final election. And if I could run through the list quickly, uh, good luck to, of course, Aaron Murphy, Bridget Walsh, Ed Flynn. John Fitzgerald, Will King, Montez Haywood, and Jose Ruiz. Jose, of course, somebody uh, you and I know very well, Larry.
1: Yeah, Jose, one of our own people here in the police department for three decades, uh, uh, an upstanding neighborhood veteran, really, is the way to say it. I mean, he's he's been running uh, pre-academy schools for people in the neighborhood. He's coached multiple sports through the years. He's a great family man, a good police officer. And I think that he'll be a fantastic asset and addition to the city council. So uh, for our members that are listening... Please, please remember to vote. Vote early. Get your family members to vote early. Every single vote counts. Uh, he needs to make up a little ground, a few hundred votes after the primary. So anybody that didn't vote, please make sure they do and make sure they vote for Jose Ruiz. Yeah,
0: Jose is a, is a great guy. As you said, Larry, has done a ton of great stuff in the community. November 7th, yeah, Tuesday, Election Day. So please get out. Get out to vote for sure. All right, other big news, and this is a really nice piece of news, Larry. Um, Recently, BPPA BPPA negotiating an MOA with the city uh, negotiated a $14 pay increase on details, which my understanding is the first increase in eight years? Approximately eight years, yes. And if if I'm correct about this, is it the largest increase?
1: It is the largest increase in the history of the Boston Police Petroleum Association. It's a double-digit increase, $14 per hour, more than
0: we were making. Yep, big deal. So you get a $14 pay increase and full paid family leave in exchange for central or centralized booking. I, I know members I, I spoke to said they, they loved it, literally two benefits for, for one, change in working conditions. Uh, what, what have the members said to you about making this deal?
1: Yeah, the members love it. Um, All the stations that we were visiting, whether it was you and I, Chris Keaton and myself, uh, we were to numerous roll calls. And we have been talking to the membership uh, about centralized booking, about a different way to house our prisoners. Book our prisoners, house our prisoners, and let the onus and responsibility fall on the Sheriff's Department, like in other parts of the country. And Frankly, our members wanted to know why it was taken so long, and it was a strategic move by myself and the bargaining team to uh, make sure that this was a separate negotiated benefit. We did not want the city to be able to add it to the main table. It's another change in working conditions. And every time they change the way we do business, we should get compensated for it. That's where my experience comes to light, Jamie. And I'm I'm taking a nice victory lap because I and our bargaining team deserve it. We know what we're doing, and it shows. We got a two-for-one benefit on something that the city was going to implement anyway. And I know your next question is going to be, is this similar to body cameras? Absolutely. This plays out the same exact way.
0: Well, that, that is the question that I can ask you. I mean, you've been around for a long time. You've seen a lot of this stuff, the body-worn camera, when people look back on it. I mean, we, we got to change in working condition. We got nothing in return. Uh, what lesson did you learn from that? And how is it helpful here?
1: Well, because I was around during that time, I wasn't on the leadership. I was the political guy like yourself. And uh, what I learned is you can only kick the can down the road so long. Sooner or later, the city, as well as learning from their mistakes, they know that they can change the working conditions. They bargain it till a, a certain point. They declare impasse. And what will happen after impasse is the city will implement that change, Jamie. And we watched this play out with the body cameras. What would have taken place is we would have received a zero for that change. And I can't say it enough times, whether it's on the podcast or visiting the districts, I don't do zeros. I have enough zeros in my lifetime and three decades here with the police department. We don't do zeros. So we strategically won a very big benefit two times over. Not only did we get parental leave ahead of time for anybody as of the date of signing, uh, the Saturday in October, anybody from that point on is eligible for the Parental leave benefit plus November fourth at midnight, we will start to receive a fourteen dollar per hour detail raise to the public safety detail system. Awesome.
0: So, real, real quick, my last quick, you can say no to the changes, but we can't stop the change. And saying no has a price. So, in this case, the decision was to make the deal.
1: That's correct, and I think that. The members were getting a little anxious. Many of the members wanted this deal. They the the responsibility by housing prisoners at the stations liability. has become a huge yep. liability. Yep. And it's not only for the city and the department, but for the officers themselves, the, whether it's the booking officer, the arresting officer. uh we needed to make this change, but we needed to be compensated for it. Uh and, and when when the mayor herself calls and says, Hey, we have a deal, well, that's the deal we come up with, double-digit pay raises and the public safety detail rate and parental leave right now. yeah, It, I, it was a great win for us.
0: And, and again, members, I, I listen, Larry, you speak to members before. I know you like to make a point to be transparent, survey the membership, see where they want to go. Clearly, the members you spoke to, people I've spoken to, same thing. They were all very eager for this deal. Now that the deal has been struck, Feedback, I'm guessing, has been extremely positive.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, look, at all this time, I've been talking about a hopeful $55 an hour pay raise for the public safety detail system. And instead, we come up um, with 60 So an extra $5 per hour in your pocket, how can you go wrong? Hopefully, the members love it, and uh, they're thankful for the fighting that we're doing. Yeah,
0: biggest pay increase in the history, uh, detailed pay increase in the history of the department. That's huge. All right, last question. I'm sorry, but does this affect... What's going on at the table? The fact that there's been an increase to the detail rate, does that mean no more potential for a pay increase at the table? Or is that a separate issue and, and there still could be more to come?
1: Oh, well, there's definitely more to come. Uh, not, not should be. There's definitely more to come. And what this did was this actually made it easier for the bargaining team. And I know i um, sounding a, a little bit... Uh, too optimistic for some people, but we just knocked two things off the table. They were two benefits that we were trying to achieve in this negotiation, and we were able to get them away from the main table. So now we continue on with the main table negotiations, even though we're at the mediation stage at JLMC, we're probably going to end up in front of an arbitrator on at least uh, the public safety detail changes the mayor continues to want to uh, put into place. But every time that they want to change the working conditions, Jamie, I expect to be compensated. We expect to be compensated for any change in working condition. We do. We've already achieved two of them. We're going to continue pushing ahead. And I expect to see a great benefit by the time this is over.
0: Awesome. Now, speaking of the contract, you you mentioned the issues. Our five big issues remain the same. Pay increase, uh, educational incentive, enhanced educational incentive for all. Abolishing residency, enhanced schedule and protection of the detail system, ensuring that paid details are worked by uh, police officers and public safety officials. At last check, I know we were still in mediation phase. I think we've met three times. Um, where are we now and how do you feel about you know, the contract moving forward? Well, as
1: you heard, I feel great about where we are. A lot of these conversations, as people understand, happen in the hallway. Uh, we're at mediation. We've had a few meetings, a uh, little bump in the road here or there with a uh The benefits that we want. And look, we want big benefits. Uh, I'm not going to be shy about it. I know everybody's listening to this as well as the media. We want big benefits. We deserve big benefits. We haven't had a raise in three and a half years. We work through COVID nonstop. We're continuing to be ordered every week of the year, not just during vacation period. So I'm expecting to be very, very successful in this negotiation. Uh, Time-wise, we're still at the end of the year. Maybe maybe the end of January, depending on uh, holidays and how this moves forward. But in the next few weeks, I should have an update as to whether or not we are moving on to the next phase, which is the 3A hearing. It's where... We make a determination with the chairman of JLMC on what the certified topics are that go in front of the arbitrator, and hopefully we'll be able to make some deals prior to getting in front of an arbitrator. Hopefully, we can whittle down that five to maybe two or three.
0: But is that the the magic number, Larry? Five? You're allowed to bring five to the to the table. That's correct. It's a maximum of five. Okay, so we you have the big five, Um, and again, you've said time and time again, uh, the framework is there. There's been some 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 movement, obviously moving forward. Um, but you say we're going to get paid. Our members are going to get paid. You remain optimistic. That optimism is still where it's always been.
1: Correct. Couldn't, couldn't be any happier with where we are at this point in time.
0: Perfect. All right. Um, before... Well,
1: actually, that's a lie. If the mayor came to me now and said, hey, we were settling it for 22%, I guess I'd be happier than I am now. So uh, just to clarify that, but things seem to be looking well.
0: Okay, and we'll, and we'll continue to keep folks obviously updated. Um, all right, a- as you know, Larry, we had our BPPA coffee hour up at the State House last week at the Capitol Coffee House. So special thanks um, to a number of elected officials who attended. Obviously, a chance to dialogue and, and, and build those relationships. But just want to send a shout out to Mike Rush, Danny Ryan, Dave Beale, Kevin Honan, Billy McGregor, Chris Worrell, Lydia Edwards. And uh, Nikki Collins, Robbie Consavo, uh, we had reps from from Dan Hunt's office and Brandy Flukaroakley's office. So important to to have these informal coffees, right, Larry?
1: Yeah, it, it's a great event. Uh, we've done a few of them now over the last couple of years, as you know, it, and it's a nice time. To be seen. You're up on Beacon Hill. You have legislators uh, from all over the Commonwealth that are coming in and out of the coffee shop, and they all want to look in the back room and see what's going on. Hey, what's that crowd all about? How come I wasn't invited? So, this was strictly about the Boston delegation. Of course, we wouldn't turn anybody away that wanted to pop their head in. Um, but it's it's a great event. It's a way to be seen, be heard, uh, and it makes our people feel special as well. It makes it makes our elected officials feel ultra important and feel recognized by their police department
0: and of course last session uh the passage of seven disability pension bills for our members i mean this was an opportunity to to also thank those folks for all the help that they provided to us during that process
1: that's correct You, you, you know you it's difficult enough to get bills moved from one stage to another, but to push it through in the last several weeks of the year to uh, Chairman Mike Witt's, uh instrumental in how, helping us get that to the speaker's desk. And what more can I say about the speaker? I mean, he's been fantastic to us. So uh, granted, he's from Quincy, but he's right next door. <laughs> and uh, he's a big supporter of law enforcement, yeah. always has been, and and. When we need to speak to him, he has been there. So I want to give a shout out to the speaker and to Chairman Mike Woods, yeah, of course. And, the,
0: and yeah. a shout out to you, Larry, because the relationship up there is certainly strong, and that takes time and effort. So um, it's, it's clearly everybody working together. All right, one other quick thing we want to touch on. Recently at City Hall, finally that ordinance to take down the tents has passed. The tents, of course, at Mass and Cast in that area has become just a hotbed for criminal activity. Um, why was it important to finally get that ordinance passed, and and did it take too long to pass, Larry?
1: Well, there's been so much violence down there, especially at the end of the summer. It's been consistent. Our men and women have been working around the clock down there for the last couple of years, and it's the same officers working the shifts, assigned to mass and cast, getting ordered for overtime, taking weapons off people, dealing with the sad situation that's... Nonstop at, uh, at the Mass and cast Tent area. So this ordinance, um, it's important that it passed. But frankly, Jamie, we've had the power to take those tents down. We witnessed that under Mayor Walsh, and I'm not trying to slout uh, excuse me, slight Mayor Wu in any way, shape, or form. But we had the power to do it. I guess this ordinance now gives us superpowers to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh makes you know, makes the mayor and the commissioner feel more secure legally. So uh it's about it's about teamwork, but um it's important that it pass so we can get those tents down, be secure and protect our men and women and get them back to their regular duties, back at the station, serving the general public and getting some mental health rest themselves. Uh, no one, especially the people that are living there, but no one should be experiencing that type of trauma on a daily basis, and it affects our police officers just like it does everyone else. Yeah, it
0: became dangerous for everybody, not just the folks there. Um, I mean, the criminals certainly outnumbered the victims, but being there every day, trying to keep people safe, it certainly put our officers in harm's way, and the, and the job wasn't easy, no, that's for sure. C-
1: commission is going to get me on that superpowers one. I'm meeting him Wednesday morning <laughs> for our monthly. I'm sure he's going to hit me on that
0: one. You know, one last issue from the council, Larry. I want to get your thoughts on... The brick money, four years of $850,000, uh, finally approved at one of the more recent council meetings and $3.4 million for anti-terrorism um, efforts in Boston and around the region. But I, I got to ask, you know, given what's going on in Israel, given the, sh- the mass shooting in Lewiston, Maine, um, should some of these councils be embarrassed for, t- <laughs> for, for voting against anti-terrorism money?
1: They, they should have been embarrassed year over year, Jamie. Um, this was... Hard fought for money out of um, EOPs, and it was secured with the help of Michael Muse, the detective's lobbyist, yourself, myself. Um, it was money that was allocated over the last three years, and it was simply to be used by the brick. And it is to fight and combat and share information around the Commonwealth to combat terrorism. And and for the city council to continue to grandstand and vote it down, they should have been ashamed of themselves each time over the last three years. But it's great. $3.4 million now uh, in the coffers, able to be utilized. Hopefully it will add to some safety and security around the entire state, but especially here in Boston with our men and
0: women. And they'll be using that money to hire some analysts as well. Um, So, yeah, nice to finally see that. Uh, All right. Before we go, last word to you. I know there's a couple of things you wanted to touch on quickly.
1: Yeah. Well, first off, we want to say congratulations to the recruit class that graduated Friday. 133 new police Mm officers hitting the street. Um, Also want to give a shout out to the offices in Area B3. Uh, Members of the leadership team were there, like yourself, were there cooking food, hamburgers and hot dogs this uh, past week for the haunted, excuse me, haunted cells. cells. It was great. They yeah, do I, have a, great job. I have a hard time spitting that yep. out all the haunted time. Cells. But, um, but what a great event. Uh, they decorated the cells. They opened it up to the neighborhoods. There was popcorn, candy, uh, hot dogs, burgers. So great event from uh, four to eight the other night yeah. over in B3.
0: Community loves their cops. That's what I saw there that night, Larry.
1: Couldn't agree with you more, Jamie. Uh, And the last thing that I want to mention, uh, just in case we don't get back on the air, is uh, this Thanksgiving for another year in a row, Ernie Bach Jr. is going to be providing the Thanksgiving meals for all the men and women.
0: Excuse me? The fourth year in a row?
1: Yeah, I think it's the fourth year in a row that Ernie's going to be uh, spreading spreading some money around Mm -hmm. and... Uh, providing meals for everybody that's working Thanksgiving and tied to the station. They can't be with their loved ones. So keep that in mind. Ernie Buck Jr., um, very, very generous, takes good care of us. So that'll be happening for Thanksgiving for anybody that's, yeah, that's stuck That's
0: greatly, greatly appreciated. We can't thank Ernie enough. All right, one last note um, I think you failed to mention, but we do have elections down the Union Hall. We have spots open for secretary and treasurer. Two spots that aren't open are the president and the VP, Larry. That's because no one is running against either you or Chris Keaton, which really is a, a vote of confidence. So congratulations to you on that note.
1: I appreciate that, Jamie. And congratulations to Chris. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job uh, since being elected vice president. And Look, everybody knows that we're working as hard as we can around yeah. the clock uh, to deliver, like we said, the detail raise, the parental leave, and the contract that's coming, as well as the day-to-day affairs. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, very busy time down there. But you're right, I, I forgot to mention the election. So we do have elections happening uh, for the spot of secretary and for treasurer. Um, our current secretary, Jay Mosher, has chosen uh, not to rerun for elections. So we'll say thank you to him for his years of dedication down the hall and for what he did. Uh, And then we'll give some good luck shouts out to all of the candidates that are running. Uh, You know, Joe is running. He's been a fixture down the hall over the last four years, working hard through COVID, taking places on the grievance committee, on the health and safety committee, the elections committee. Uh, Same can be said about Sean Harris, veteran officer from B3. Uh, Also the chair of uh, health and safety on the grievance committee. Uh, Really dedicating their extra hours down the hall, helping us work for the men and women we serve out there. So uh, they're they're running for secretary. And then, of course, uh, Sarah Briggs running for treasurer still on our side, along with two other veteran officers, um, Bobby Dorenzo from District 1, uh, background in finance himself, um, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Izzy Marrero. Marrero. He'll yell at me for that later. Uh, Izzy Marrero as well. Another member of the Health and Safety Committee, another member of the Grievance Committee, member of the House of Reps, uh, dedicating his time as well down there. So there is a great slate of officers that are running for secretary uh, and for treasurer. And I guess what I will say further, because I don't want to be on the air advocating for any singular person, but you definitely want Someone that's dedicated to the hall, someone who has experience as a rep in the House of Reps, and someone who has a background in what they're doing. And I think all of these candidates that I just mentioned, they all have that. They're all members of the House of Reps. They've all been dedicated and served some time there. And they all have a specialty specialty. Uh, that they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So um, take a look at them, listen to them when they come around to the stations, and we wish everybody luck. The the main thing, Jamie, is everybody needs to be able to work together, yeah. uh, the secretary and the treasurer. They're the supporting arm for Chris Keaton and myself, y- yourself. We need a dedicated team of five so that uh, we don't miss a beat and move right into the new year, securing contract and more benefits for our members.
0: And voting is open until...
1: Uh, Voting is open now. You can vote early, Monday through Friday, uh, during the hours of business. Come on down there and see Kevin Zarnock, who's spearheading the election, or uh, Tara McEwen at the front desk. Uh, You can grab a ballot there, or you can call, and we can mail you a ballot. Uh, You can do that up until the week before December 15th. Uh, So December 8th would be the last day for mail-in ballots. You can vote in person up and through the election, December fifteenth. So, but December fifteenth is the last
0: day, day in-person voting. Correct. for Secretary Treasurer. All right, Larry. I think that's the show. Anything else? Are we good? No, we're good.
1: Hey, listen. I thank the men and women for the job they do out there. Keep smiling. Work as hard as you can. Uh, and remember, this is still a great job when you're having a bad day. But uh, we're out there fighting for you. We have you back. And if you need me, call me.
0: And trust him when he says that we are gonna get. Hey, that's the show, everybody. He's Larry Calderoni. I'm Jamie Keneally. Thank you for listening to the BPA podcast. Until next time, stay safe, everybody.
1: Take care.